I want a business, but I don't know if this is the business. Um, so I thought about it for a while and ultimately came to the conclusion that we would move forward with taking ownership of it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've wanted my That's entire so cool. life. So yeah, I think it's really cool just to think about how everything did unfold. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 153 of the Camino Voice. Today, I speak with the owner of Cactus & Co. Camino. Please welcome Haley Deacle. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview local business owners, comedians, singers, and more. I dive into their backstory to find out how they got where they are, what are some of the tips for you to do the same, and find out where they are going. Tune in every week as I interview more of the people you see every day. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. How's your guys' week going? Uh, we're another week out of summer gone, so that's a fun thought for you guys. I know everyone's probably getting prepped for school and all the things that come along with the end of summer and, of course, tears of sadness. Um, but hopefully you guys are enjoying your last little bit of time. Um, <laughs> I keep having podcasts like either have issues or fall through, so then I have to like reschedule. So um, thankfully, uh, Haley was able to do a podcast, and so I was able to get this one recorded and in. And I don't have my normal backlog, so um, I'm like at a rapid-fire pace right now. But um, all that being said... Uh, super glad to get Haley on the podcast. Been wanting to get her on the podcast for a while. Um, she took over Cactus and Go Camino, which we'll get into. Uh, but you may remember back from episode way back when that I can't remember the number of. Uh, I had Dr. Caitlin Gubo uh, or Gabo on the podcast, and she talked about starting Cactus and Co. Camino. Um, but she has since moved office locations, and so she moved the business on. And so Haley Deco has taken it over. Uh, her and her husband run it, uh, but Haley primarily works there uh, and is kind of the main driver of that business. So, um, yeah, great getting to talk to her. And um, she also runs a podcast, her and her best friend. Um, they run a podcast called The Social Soul Podcast, uh, and they kind of talk about everything on there. Um, but a big piece of what they talk about is their uh, the life of sobriety that they do, um, both of them. And um, kind of talk about why that's important to them, uh, what made them come to that decision. Uh, and, and it's interesting because it's not necessarily the type of thing that um, it wasn't like she was an alcoholic, uh, like drinking and couldn't stop herself. Um, it was more of a, just a personal choice that she made. So we get into all of that as well. Uh, plus, we get into Cactus & Co. And uh, for those of you who don't know, because I think we still get this question quite a bit, where they are located, they're located right above Brooklyn Brothers uh, Pizzeria in the Camino Commons complex. Um, so right where Pope Chiropractic, Brooklyn Bros is, they're right above Brooklyn Bros in there. So just go up the stairs to the left, say hi. Uh, they've got some cool stuff in there. They have more than just plants, uh, but they have a lot of things to help take care of plants. They're happy to help you uh, with any questions you have up there. Um, so yeah. All those things. Um, yeah, so we're going to get into all of that and more. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Haley Deacle. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice. Today I'm here with the co-owner of Cactus & Co. Camino, as well as the co-host of Social Soul Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Haley Deckel. 
Thank you. Did Thanks you for having me. Right? No, nobody ever says it ah. right. It's Haley Deekle, but Deekle. that's all right. Okay. I'm used to it. All right. <laughs> all right. So before we get started, tell us a little bit about Haley. Yeah. So my name is Haley. I am 30 years old and I live on Camino Island with my husband and my golden doodle waffles. Um, like you mentioned, I'm the owner of Cactus & Co. Camino, which is an indoor plant shop here on Camino Island. And then I also host a podcast called Social Soul with my best friend of 20 years now, wow. Jessica. So we host that together. Um, and then really just like enjoy the island life, like going to beaches, going to comedy shows, you know, just kind of hanging out on the island. Nice. And yeah. Very cool. So where did you grow? Did you grow up? I am from Mukotio, Washington, okay. Mukotio, Everett area. I have lived in Washington like my entire life. I okay. uh, went to Kamiak High School, graduated from there in 2010, and just kind of hung around Mukotio and Everett until just the end of 2020 when me and my husband bought our house here on Camino Island. Okay, yeah. nice. What was it like growing up in Mukotio? Um, I mean, pretty fun. I didn't really know anything really different. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's a great, like small little town, kind of like Camino Island mm -hmm. is too. And I actually feel like there's a lot of people from Mukotio that come to Camino okay. like seasonally too. So I'd say very similar to Camino Island, but it was pretty cool. Nice. Did you live down by like, I guess Mukotio, I always just think of the ferry. So like, yeah, we, are... I live down near the ferry for nice. sure. Just like five minutes away from there. Okay, very cool. <clears throat> yeah, when I'm down there, I always get kind of the same vibes as like Anacortes. Yeah. Kind of like a small town, pretty self-sufficient, um, and it's kind of just a fun, I don't know, does everyone kind of know each other down there? And yeah, I don't feel like it's as small of a town as like Camino Island is, but I do feel like, yeah, you kind of know everybody once yeah. you are there for a while. Yeah. Nice. So, um, growing up in that then... Uh, was there, as a kid, was there things that you wanted to do as far as like for your work or life or you have plans for your life? Yeah. I mean, I always think I wanted to own a business. Okay. Like I have definitely kind of always had that entrepreneurial mindset, but I always really struggled with trying to nail down like what that would be and what that business would look like. But I did love the idea of having something of my own, having a retail shop and just operating that. So it's really cool that that's where I've kind of ended up now. Yeah. Uh, but that was definitely like really my goal. I feel like I've always wanted to like write a book or something like that too. So maybe down the road, but. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, so did you have a lot of uh, like business people within your family, like small business? Um, so my mom worked at Boeing for a really big majority of her life, but my dad, he did own a construction business of his own. So he was a contractor building houses until the recession hit. Then he lost his business. Um, but yeah, my dad did always have a business of his own, my uncle, my aunts. So a lot of business driven people in yeah. my life. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, um, did you end up going to school then? Yeah. Yeah. So after I graduated from Kamiak, I just did Cascadia Community College and I got my degree in business administration. Okay. So perfectly applicable for what I'm doing now. Although I wish that I remember so much of what I learned in college, <laughs> like now that I'm in business. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. Nice. So what did you do um, right out of college then? 
So I had actually, I stuck with the first job that I ever started with for like six years. So in high school, I started working at a locally owned tanning salon and okay. I stayed there for, it was six and a half years. So wow. while I was going to school um, and then after I graduated from college too, I definitely hung around there. But it was a really great experience for me with managing a business, managing people. I often felt like I was the owner of that business, but I wasn't doing certain things like payroll and taxes and all of that stuff. But I did have all the responsibilities of like having a business. Okay. Uh, so I stayed there for six and a half years, grew within the company quite a bit. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, it's time to go. I knew that I had like a business of my own on my mind, but I didn't really know what that was gonna be right then. So after I left the tanning salon, I bounced over to a bank and I worked okay. at BECU for like just over a year. Okay. Until I realized that that is definitely not the direction <laughs> I wanted to go in. It's like kind of the opposite of a small business is a bank. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely do feel like I got some really good experience. Like I think because I stayed with my first job for so long, I was trying to find something that had like benefits and like I could see really long term. But once I got into it, I knew that I did not want to be there for a yeah. long time. Like I had seen like some of the people who worked there for like 25, 30 years and I just, ugh, I didn't see it for myself long term. Yeah. So me and my husband kind of sat down, looked over our finances and I decided that we or we decided that I could leave that job and then I could kind of figure out what it was that I wanted to do. Um, so ever since then, I've just kind of been doing my own thing. Like I launched the podcast in that time period and now I'm at Cactus and Co. Camino. So, I mean, there's some holes to kind of fill in within that whole story. Yeah. But Yeah. So after leaving BECU then, um, you know, that can always be a, like a, a really interesting point when you kind of decided, okay, I'm not going to stick with the career path that I, you know, maybe it would be the easy route to go mm -hmm. or at least, you know, a pretty safe path. Yeah. Um, so what, what was your decision making in that point? Like once you left that, you were at home kind of figuring out what do I really want to do? Yeah. And I, that's really what I was spending time doing is like even journaling, like writing down what it is that I wanted out of a career or what my life would look like. So I spent a lot of time trying to nail that down. And then I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I had the freedom to kind of go different directions and figure things out. So I really started using like social media as a way to kind of generate revenue for myself. At first it started with fitness and then it kind of transitioned um, to other things like influencing and sharing different experiences through social media and then launching the podcast. Okay. And then... Cactus & Co. really just started as like a part-time position for me. So after doing that, I was like, okay, maybe I want to like get back to work part-time. And that's when I started looking for jobs, which landed me at Cactus & Co. Camino. Okay. So I, I would love to touch on, uh, so social media obviously mm -hmm. is thrown around a lot. Yeah. Um, and people are always talking about, well, I'll just do what I want to do, post on social media, and then make money through that. Yeah, it's not how, that simple at all. <laughs> no. So how did you go about getting it from a point where you were just starting to do some social media stuff to monetizing that? Yeah, so I, I mean, 
I would definitely say, in my experience, the time and effort that I put into social media did not pay off monetarily in the <laughs> ways that I would have liked it to. Um, I think it's really easy to look at other people online and be like, oh, well, they're making money doing this. Like, I could absolutely do that. And I think I learned over time that that, that wasn't going to generate the revenue or the lifestyle that I wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I really just started with the things that I knew and the things that I was good at and things that I was doing. So that's why I started at fitness because like I was working out, getting into a really good routine myself. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna share what I know. And then that kind of transitioned to living alcohol free because um, I quit drinking back in 2018. And you know, naturally it just kind of shifted to sharing like products and things that I was using. Um, and just finding brands that I liked and working with them to do a little bit of monetization there too. Okay. So nice. So you've touched on something. Um, you said you quit drinking in 2018. What kind of led to that? Yeah. Well, I, it's, I feel like we live in a world that kind of thinks like there has to be something super major or you have to be battling addiction in order to give up alcohol. And those are very valid reasons to quit drinking. But I think that even though the way that I drank was very socially acceptable, I started to realize that it was very out of alignment with the way that I wanted to show up. Mm. And I knew like I had these big goals for myself. I had a business on my heart and then I was like showing up on social media and I just, I didn't feel like the drunk version of me was like a good representation of who I am, but I had such a hard time moderating my drinking and controlling my drinking when I would go out. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like I really just had to draw like a solid line in the sand and say, this is not something I'm going to do anymore because of this person that I want to be. Um, so yeah, I think just really realizing that drunk Haley was not the person I wanted to be is what was the catalyst for yeah. that. So, Very cool. So then yeah. was there anything else that kind of brought you to that decision? That stuff that was like, I don't know. Yeah. Was there anything else? That kind yeah. Of that? I mean, there was like a really, there is a moment that I can think of. I had actually, I'd gone to Texas with my best friend, Jessica, who's the co-host of my podcast. We had gone out that night and I had no intention of getting drunk. I woke up the next morning and was like super hungover. But the night before that, I had actually gone to a personal development event with an author that I liked named Lori Harder. And so that next morning when I'm like laying in bed hungover, I'm looking at photos from that event from the night before and on her social media. Mm -hmm. And I came across a girl on Instagram who was sharing about elective sobriety and sober curiosity and choosing to give up alcohol even if you didn't battle with addiction. So I feel like in the midst of that hangover, waking up and really just knowing like in my gut that that's not what I wanted to do. And then seeing this message on social media, I feel like it gave me permission mm -hmm. to move forward without it. So that in combination with yeah. everything. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, what was, how did uh, Dustin, uh, so I, I know we haven't mentioned him too much in this podcast mm -hmm. and he couldn't make it today. But how did he kind of think about that when, when you came back and you told him? Um, I mean, I think he had definitely seen the drunk version of me and like felt what that could be like. Because like I mentioned, I wasn't always my best self when mm -hmm. I was drinking. So 
I think he knew that it was the right thing for me. Yeah. Um, and he was totally on board. He uh, is not much of a drinker himself, just on occasion. So I didn't really have much pushback from him. And he was just very supportive of it, too. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Yeah, um, it's definitely something that was able to enhance our relationship quite a bit. Nice. I think that sometimes um, I, I can see that like husbands are um, partners in relationships when, when one partner decides like, I'm going to stop doing whatever it is. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's alcohol or, or whatever. Um, they can get defensive on it. Like, totally. Oh, well, you're judging me now. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. it can just come off wrong. Yeah. Uh, when it, it doesn't have to do with them at all. It's mm-hmm. a personal decision. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool that, that he kind of just was stood by on that. Yeah. And that's something I hear from people a lot is like, is your husband supportive because mine isn't, or mine wants me to drink at dinner with them when we go out. And so I definitely understand that that's a really big challenge. And I think just like being honest and making sure I was communicating with him, like what it was that was going on and why I was making this choice really helped him to be supportive of me too. Yeah. So then, um, so I know you weren't battling with addiction or anything, but when was the next time that like you decided to do that, that you were out, you know, in a social event again, what was that kind of like for you then? Um, you know, I feel like it was pretty normal for me. Um, but I had kind of, I feel like I had done the work prior to that, but also the people that I was surrounding myself with, they weren't dragging me into parties. Like the people that I was spending my time with, we were doing healthy things. We were working out, we were working on business ideas, um, we, it just wasn't centered around alcohol. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like it was probably a comedy show that maybe I went to is like my first time, like out, yeah. not drinking. And I remember being very nervous for sure. I was like, what if somebody offers me like a shot of alcohol? What am I going to do? Um, so I worked through that stuff ahead of time, just with a coach on, like to help me build my confidence with it too. Um, but I, I mean, it's very normal. Yeah. Like it, it seems like it would be really challenging, but really I'm just ordering non-alcoholic drinks and just still enjoying myself. So yeah. nice. Yeah. Very cool. So then, um, then you mentioned you guys, uh, went from kind of social media and then starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. How did that idea kind of come around? Yeah. So I had started sharing a lot about my alcohol free lifestyle through social media. And then my best friend, Jessica, she also was battling chronic illnesses. She had been diagnosed with Lyme disease oh. back in 2018, I think is when it was. So her and I, we kind of realized we had like a lot of these similarities with our audiences on social media my husband had actually bought a bunch of podcast equipment to start a podcast of his own, which he didn't start. So we had this stuff. It was the very beginning of COVID, like mm-hmm. March, 2020. We're sitting on the couch in my house, me and my best friend. And she's like, do you want, we should just start a podcast. And I was so hesitant. I was like, <laughs> there is no way. Like, this seems like so much work. I have no clue what I'm doing. Um, But then we just started recording. We recorded a few episodes and then we decided to launch and we record on a weekly basis now. Nice. So how did that first (laughs) few episodes go for you guys? They were good. I mean, we definitely hit like the main topics and things that we wanted to talk about. Like the first episode I think we did was about Jessica's battle with chronic illness. The second episode was about um, sober curiosity and booze-free living. So we really just like dove in with what we knew and... It felt weird at first for sure, but it was really cool to kind of get feedback and 
like know that people were listening to the episodes mm-hmm. and having people wanting to hear more. So it was scary, but definitely <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Very cool. And so you guys have continued to do that podcast then um, to now, right? Still yep. going? Yep. Still going. Um, definitely like it's harder to balance everything at this point in my life now that I have a business and then the podcast and then I have a dog now too, um, (laughs) which is like having a kid, Yes. but it's definitely harder to balance. So there are weeks where we're not able to record episodes and not able to release, but for the most part, yeah, we're on top of it. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So then, um, you guys launched with those kind of things, but what have you kind of spanned with your podcast so far? Yeah. I mean, literally everything. Like I feel like the podcast is a place where people can get to know us like very intimately. Like it's not like a PG podcast whatsoever. We talk a lot about mental health. We talk a lot about relationships. We talk about sex. We talk about alcohol-free living. We talk about chronic illness. Um, and then really just whatever our listeners are asking us and questions that we get, we that's kind of the the route that we'll go. So, nice. Yeah. And how? what are most of your social interactions um, or social media interactions? Are they through like Twitter, Instagram, where you I'd guys... say Instagram for the most part, just because that's what we're the most comfortable with and what we know. We've dabbled in TikTok a little bit, um, but we just kind of do TikTok separately. Like my best friend does TikTok of her own and then I do my own. And then the podcast just kind of gets promoted through our personal channels for the most part on TikTok. Uh, but yeah, Instagram is really what okay. we focus on. Nice. Very cool. So then how did, uh, you know, you mentioned you were starting to look for work again. Um, So you got started at Cactus & Co. Um, How did that kind of all come about? Yeah, so my best friend Jessica, she actually was working as the executive assistant for Caitlin Gabot, who was the the founder of Cactus & Co. Camino. She's the one that opened it in June of 2021. Um, so when I was looking for part-time work, Jessica was like, well, I bet you Caitlin would let you work at the plant shop. And I had zero knowledge of indoor plants at this point. Like (laughs) I knew nothing. Uh, Dustin was the one that like was into plants. And I was like, do you think she'll hire me if I know nothing? And so I went in for an interview and she basically just showed me around and then got me on the schedule. Um, so that's how I started there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, in January of 2022, well, actually, I guess it was around December of 2021. Uh, Caitlin was her other business was taking off. She has a social work practice and they were moving offices. My best friend was moving to Arizona and she was the one that was managing the plant shop. So Caitlin was like, I just don't think that I can do this anymore, but I don't want to close the business. Is this something that you would be interested in taking over? And at first I was like, oh my God, I, I don't know. Like, because <laughs> I ha- I really had that hesitancy about like, I don't know everything about plants, you yeah. know, like I want a business, but I don't know if this is the business. Um, so I thought about it for a while and ultimately came to the conclusion that we would move forward with taking ownership of it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I've wanted my entire life. So yeah, I think it's really cool just to think about how everything did unfold that kind of led me here too. Yeah. So very cool. So, um, what was the transition period like then? From working to taking over. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
honestly, it was pretty simple just because of the fact that her and I were pretty close. It made the transition a lot easier. As soon as we decided that I was going to take over, I basically just took over all operations. And then we started working on the back end stuff, like adjusting the business license and all of that stuff. Um, so by February, it was ours. Okay. Um, and so then we had one employee, we've slowly brought on more employees, expanded our hours, like all of that stuff. So, I mean, it was a really smooth transition. Caitlin made it super easy for us. So nice. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So what, um, since taking it over then, what have kind of been the biggest challenges you guys have run into? Yeah. Uh, well, like I mentioned earlier, I wish I remember all of the things I learned from getting my business degree because like accounting, I took three, <laughs> like a whole semester of accounting and I I don't know how to do accounting at this point. Yeah. So things like that and then like taxes um, are very overwhelming to me. And that's definitely like the hardest part for me of, of managing the business. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it always feels like you get done with it and then you look up and you're like, oh, the next month's done. Yeah, and you're ready totally. For yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I need to hire somebody to manage this stuff for me. So it'll be really nice when I'm able to find somebody to do that. Yeah. Nice. So what are some other things that you've maybe changed or kind of moved forward as you've taken over the business then? Yeah. I mean, we've definitely redecorated the store quite a bit, which has been really fun. Um, just kind of like making it our own a little bit. And then we're really working to do hopefully more events and classes and workshops and stuff in the future. Um, and then also, I mean, one of the biggest things we've changed is just our hours. You know, when we started, it was just Friday through Sunday that mm -hmm. we were open and now we're open Tuesday through Sunday. So that, and then like our online shop, we've got that all set up and stuff. So yeah. <clears throat> nice. So with the online, do you guys actually... We don't ship Sh yet. No, tell me about it. I'm like, how do you ship plants? So I've actually, I've spent a lot of time like looking up videos and seeing how other people ship their plants mm -hmm. in hopes of shipping plants here soon. But it, like, I'm also hesitant because I know that if we do online shipping, then we're going to be shipping maybe to different states. And then I'm like, what does that mean for the taxes? <laughs> like, so yes. that kind of stuff definitely comes up. Um, but I got our online shop set up now so people can just <clears throat> shop online and order plants for pickup and okay. then come pick them up in store. So that was my way of, like, figuring out how to run the online shop yeah. while we get the shipping figured out. Nice. So. Cool. And uh, what type of classes and events are you guys looking at then? Yeah. So, well, we do actually have an event coming up August 20th where we're going to have like a food truck vendor out. Um, and then we're going to have some other local vendors in store like popping up with us. So something like that. But also, I mean, I'd be really interested to do like sober curious events or like events with the sober community. I have no clue if there's anybody like that on Camino Island, but that's something that obviously I feel very connected to and I think it would be really cool to incorporate that sort of thing into our business yeah but then also just the like the plant things that people struggle with like I know a lot of people are terrified of repotting their own plants or like they're curious how to propagate plants um so anything that we can do to help make plant ownership easier for people but also just like bring the community together maybe like artsy type things as well I could really see for us yeah 
Well, and you guys have done, uh, I've, I've seen through your social media and stuff, you guys do a lot of pop-ups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So we'll do pop-up markets when we can. Those are really fun. I mean, it's nice to get to different areas where, like, it isn't the Camino Island community. Yeah. Um, just because it's all people that have never heard us before. So we've done pop-ups in Arlington and Snohomish and Lake Stevens. Um, and I absolutely love to do those. We did the Pride event here on Camino Island too, which was really mm -hmm. cool. And then um, with some other local businesses too. Like we've done pop-ups with the Camino Shop and Just yeah. James Boutique and stuff like that. So that's really fun to do as well. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so um, what have been some of the big lessons you've learned so far with, because um, you've worked in businesses, you've worked as a manager and all these different things, but mm -hmm. like now owning a business, what are some of the biggest lessons you've kind of learned in that? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've learned that it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> it takes a lot of work. And I don't know. I mean, I think... I've just kind of figured out that I really love what I'm doing and like getting to enjoy what it is that I'm doing. It doesn't feel like work at all a day in my life. Um, but I've also really learned like the importance of connecting with the community. Um, I've really honed in on like my marketing skills through social media and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I think just like really connecting with the community and like bringing people together I realized it can be a huge asset for us too. Yeah. So, and and you and Dustin both end up working in the business because I've gone up there and he's working the counter. And yeah, yeah. And for the most part, I'm operating the business, okay. but he'll fill in if like we need somebody to work the shifts or if I'm out of town. Um, he helps with pop up events and stuff too. But he has his, like, full-time day job okay. that is his main focus. And then the plant store is, like, my, like, passion project, I feel like. Okay. So. Nice. So then what do you see as the future of Cactus and Calcumena? Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see more locations, potentially. Um, I could see our online shop being open. And, like I mentioned, like, more events and workshops and stuff like that. Um and then just continuing to expand the items and the stuff that we carry in the store, too. It's been really fun to go from just plants mm -hmm. to, like, plant care accessories, the pots, like, all of that stuff. Um, so, yeah, just continuing to expand and grow and maybe open some more locations. Yeah. And in case anyone on the island that's listened to this um, doesn't know where you guys are located, where are you guys at? Yeah, so we're at the Cabano Commons Marketplace um, just above Brooklyn Brothers Pizzeria. Okay. We have no sign on the building yet, so I hear that so often. Like, it's really hard to find you guys. Yeah. Um, but if you look closely, I promise you can find us. We have, like, a couple signs down um, just outside. But, yeah, just above Brooklyn Brothers Pizza. The one downside about our space is we don't have an elevator, and we do have stairs upstairs. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid-fire questions. Uh, so the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you injured the most in the last three months? What, can you say that one more time? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what purchase of $100 mm. or less have you enjoyed the most in the last three months? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I bought a new dress. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> yeah, that works. I, the reason I asked this question is because I think it's, uh, something that's a hundred dollars or less is something that you probably got for yourself as like a, you know, 
I don't know, so either a gift to yourself or something that you're just like, oh, I really want to get this. And it's usually something fun or something that's really exciting to you, but maybe not everyone else. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited to wear this new dress to a wedding. So nice. a little more story awesome. behind it. All right. Um, who is the most influential person outside of your family in your life? I'd say probably a podcaster I listened to named Lori Harder. Okay. I mentioned her earlier because I had actually gone to her event the night that I decided to quit drinking. Um, but she's just somebody that I feel like I've really been able to connect to with her story. Um, and I've learned a ton from, I love listening to her podcast and I feel like she's really guided me to some really awesome people in my life. So I would say Lori Harder. Nice. Very cool. All right. This is a fill in the blank question. I know this is weird, but I've always wanted to blank. Mm. What have I always wanted to do? <laughs> that is weird. I don't do the best with getting put on the spot. <laughs> You're fine. Um, um, You've always wanted to own a plant shop. That's honestly the first thing that came to my <laughs> mind. Um, I mean, I would say I've always wanted to be front row at a concert. Mm -hmm. And I did that this yeah. year. So that was really cool. Um, it's something that I, like I mentioned, had really wanted to do. But it's not something that I ever really thought was, like, actually possible for me to do. Um, so that was a really cool experience, getting yeah. to do it earlier this year. Very cool. And I remember seeing the, uh, the post that you guys did. Uh, I think it was through your uh, Social Soul podcast. And um, yeah. you actually talked to the person afterwards, right? Yeah. I actually asked him to come on my podcast and we were waiting for a reply because he definitely said yes. <laughs> but okay. yeah, we had VIP tickets. So he did like a whole meet and greet and stuff before okay. the show. So nice. yeah. Awesome. All right. Who is an interesting or fascinating person that I should interview next? Hmm. Do they have to be from Camino Island? Yep. Um, I would definitely recommend Amanda Kuda. She is the first person that I saw talking about elective sobriety. And she does have her own podcast now. It's called Unbottled Potential. Um, but she has so much to offer and has been a huge inspiration for me too. So that's who I would recommend. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And lastly, what piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Hmm. Um... Probably just that things will unfold in the right timing and how they're supposed to and not to put so much pressure on wanting a certain outcome mm -hmm. from something that I think I'm supposed to be doing um, and just being okay with whatever it is that unfolds. Yeah. Yeah. We can't control life, but we can control how we react. To it. Yeah. Well, and then like looking at my life now at 30 years old, I'm like, okay, all of this stuff that didn't work out is because this was supposed to work out. Yeah. So. yeah. Very cool. Well, yeah. thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Haley Deekle for joining me on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other Islanders like yourself. And be sure to follow us at the Command of Voice on the Instagram. Um, I am trying to post on that sometimes, um, not always, but anyways, follow me there. And for more information on this episode, you can go to commandofcommerce.com slash podcast.
Thanks for listening and see you next time.